Yeah, those club jams from the mid-aughts are truly legendary. Yeah. So this is the year that we're going to see somebody take their skate off and try to stab somebody? I'd like to see Gary Harris come back, and I'd like to see Morris come back, and then I would like to see Malone not play that. I'm glad you guys told me exactly nothing about that before it started. The takeaways, the numbers go up the more I was talking. I, I, I think Andrew having any reaction to any of these would be great. Bednar is. Yeah. He's delicious. And the battle for Middle Earth continues. And this is the Hard Pick Mining Company in episode 11 with your Denver Five. It's Westeros, first of all. Middle Earth is a completely different franchise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Rex, thank you for that intro. so we're episode 11 here. Uh, last time we left off here, the Nuggets uh, were leading into uh, a bit of an East Coast stretch here. Ended up 3-1 and one on the week, four games, uh, playing the, uh, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Bulls, and then played the New Orleans Pelicans today. Unfortunately, lost to the Pelicans, but had three good wins against the Pacers, Hornets, and Bulls. Uh, interesting. Wins? Well, three. we'll get into that. <laughs> Three wins, at least. <laughs> Three wins. Three wins, that's right. Um, pulled out some big ones against the Pacers and the Hornets. Uh, the Bulls, I think, Rex, uh, is what you're uh, referencing there. <laughs> Went into overtime. Uh, the Nuggets basically lost the entire game, came into uh, the fourth quarter, decided to come alive about the second half of the fourth quarter there, uh, decided to be a real team, come together, come in at the last minute with that Murray three uh, to take us into overtime and, and pull out the win. But... I know, Bush, uh, it was kind of an uh, interesting week for us. I think uh, the Nuggets actually played well overall. Today was a bit of a down uh, point, but how were you feeling? Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, I, w- I was hoping for that 4-0 week and we should have had it, but today's game is stuck in my brain the most, so <laughs> we'll go straight to the, the to the negative first and you guys can jump in with more positive yeah, no, let's, things let's later. Let's dig that hole. Yeah. And it's starting on a down note. <laughs> exactly. Well, what, you know, that's, what did we that's, fuck up? That's sometimes my style, Rex. You know that. What do you mean sometimes? Um, <laughs> you know, the refs. I'm going to blame it on the refs, though, first Ooh, and foremost, because wow. I'm a true All fan. Right. So let's go to the refs and how awful that was. Is a 30 to 10 free throw disparity. Um, that's not great. The, it was just like every single time down the court, especially in the fourth quarter, it seemed like they were getting to the line and the same contact was happening on the other end with Jokic and he got no calls. So that that really uh, was a real pain in the ass all game long. But, you know, the offensive rebounding today was pretty awful. But on the positive side, you know, Jokic and Murray really played amazing once again. So the two-man game was in uh, full display, which was great to see. Really, it was... The bench today that let us down. Where if we go to that Chicago game, it was the bench, you know, led by Faku, who really, uh, really helped to get that game at least into overtime and uh, win it for the Nuggets. So overall, three in one week, I'll still take it. But I was hoping to gain another uh, half game on the Lakers, especially with LeBron going down, and as I'm sure we'll uh, discuss briefly later on. At least, like, if you're gonna lose, Jokic got his triple double tonight. I feel like that he did. Always helps. <laughs> yeah, and he was a monster in the second half. Like that first half, it was probably the first quarter was like the quietest quarter he's had in forever. But that second half, man, he was just unstoppable as usual. So I was he he usually eats up Steven Adams and it took him, you know, to the second half to really get going, but he was uh he really dominated down low in that second half. I think the crazy part I didn't watch 
the entirety of the game today. But if you said, hey, the Nuggets will shoot 50% from the field, like every two shots they take, they'll make one of them. Will they win or lose? Like, I would bet good money they would win every single time. And they lost. Yeah, and they just couldn't stop anybody. To your, you know, they just, anytime they had any stops, they were giving up offensive rebounds or they were fouling um, or getting the foul called on them. So that was probably why uh, I was texting you guys so furiously and so angrily about that because it was a classic, you know, I guess Chicago is the game that we should have lost and we ended up winning. Today felt like a game we should have won, but we lost. So I guess it evens out. But um, if you, you shoot know, 50% and you only score 108, that means you're not getting enough possessions that you need to speed up the game somehow. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. well and interesting enough, the Pelicans didn't really score very well either. They were 48% um, from uh, the field and 28% from three. Uh, but to Bush's point, they were 23 of 30 at the line and we were 8 of 10. So uh, we shot significantly better than them, but we just weren't getting any calls and we lost by five. Um, I think we, the free throw We definitely really should have taken lost. the over, Mike. That was, uh, that was the wrong call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody yeah. called that. Nobody called that whatsoever. <laughs> there was some bad betting this week. That's that's for sure from our end. Uh, but I, Porter got his, so, his seventeen ten. So yeah. Um, I, so this week, uh, I, I thought the Bulls game was interesting. Uh, Bush, you were kind of alluding to it a little bit. That was a game that we definitely should have lost. Uh, we were pretty much terrible the entire. So game. bad. So bad. I, 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 mean, I did not you... get to see the game. I just read it through text message, and it was just, this is terrible, this is terrible. Burn the team down. Ship everybody off. I hate this team. Why do I care about this sport? How are we tied? <laughs> and like, well, just so a we were... 30-second turnaround. And then, like, Murray, exclamation point. Yeah. Well, would you, would you be shocked to know that the only quarter we lost that whole game was the first quarter? We won or tied every other quarter in that Bulls game, including overtime. Can you believe that? that? Is shocking. <laughs> I, no, I, I actually don't believe you. I mean, it was like we were per- perpetually down by 10. I feel like the entire game, we were just down by 10. Yeah. I, yeah. It was kind of an up-down. I'm I, I actually surprised by that fact. <laughs> it's that classic Jamal as time expired 11-point shot, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he was so awful in the game. I think he had like five <laughs> turnovers in the first half. He was just like seemingly checked out you know and then all the of a sudden part of that just game turned it up was faku was the best defender on the court the entire game like every time he was out there he was disturbing he them was and very the much helped us wonderful get back and so, it, it, every time he does anything the whole the whole bench is standing up watching him like everybody wants to s- just root for faku and it's awesome so andrew to your point it's a, i think the first game he's had over 30 minutes in a game uh, and uh, he played this second half a significant time, and his plus-minus was plus 10. Uh, the only guy that had a better plus-minus on our team uh, for that game was Michael Porter Jr. So huh. he literally on the floor was making a huge difference. But if you look at his stat line, he, it looks like he didn't do much, right? He, except he's got eight assists. So he had a, a lot of assists, but he only had two points, you know, had a couple of four rebounds. Like, he just didn't look like he was doing a lot. Um, but watching that game is a difference between looking at the box score. And that guy made a huge difference, I think, in that game and actually pulling it out. And today was the exact opposite. If you look at the box score, he's probably leading the Nuggets in, uh, you know, uh, he's probably last in plus minus today or right up there with Dozier, I think. Um, so, like, the game on Friday night, it was just, like, 
all almost a 180 versus today. So, you know, kind of your classic COVID season, maybe just inconsistency. But uh, overall, I'm a just every game becoming a bigger fan of Faku's. He just brings the energy, brings the intensity. Um, today he didn't have it in terms of actually making an impact on the court. But otherwise, Mike, I totally agree with you because the bench goes nuts anytime he makes a play. And it's Wait, pretty amazing real, to see. Real question here, though. Who has missed Monte Morris while he's been gone during this week? I mean, we he, we were on a five-game win streak before he got missed hurt, him today. Right? And so we're three and two since he's been out. I think you definitely miss him today. Malone was asked that question in the postgame presser. And, you know, his answer was basically like, yeah. Of course we miss Monte Morris. Why wouldn't I miss Monte Morris right now? Um, but, you know, just from a scoring perspective, I think it, you know, it's like an extra weapon for us when we need it. I bet Malone was testy in the uh, press conference today. He was Post- the dude. He was fine. He he wasn't, oh, okay. he wasn't you know, too upset. You know, obviously he, he knew the free throw disparity. And um, I think part of it, like you said, Bush, is the – the COVID season aspect of it. I think he was a little bit resigned. And he even said in the post game, he goes, we got lucky with Chicago. We should have lost that game. Right. So to lose this one, it almost seems like a wash to him that like we were going to lose one of the two and it's fine. Right. Like let's get over it and move on. Uh, before we get over it and move on, what's the overreaction from the week of like, what, what's the takeaway? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move on from PJ Dozier as, uh, as my overreaction. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about the Porter Jokic Murray trio. Yeah, me too. This this week really made me feel them feel good about those three playing on the floor at the same time. Uh, Porter, at times, has still felt uh, a little bit lost, but then there are times where he just lights it up and knows exactly what's going on. Uh, it's not the same as it was last year, and it's not the same as it was at the beginning of this year. But it feels like there's a little more of a flow. He's not a ball stopper as much as he was early in the season. Um, and, and I'm excited to see that kind of progress for it's almost like he's he's, he's, he's just a little bit it. less of a liability on defense just a little bit less yeah it, the overreaction of the week is that Jokic is in like top three for an MVP and his top two competitors both went down with both an went injury down. and nobody is talking about it enough and that's bullshit Right, like we need some national news and all those California hippies to get on board with the Jokic train (laughs) because he's the best player in the NBA, and we know it. And it's time for everyone else to get on board. So it's not East Coast California and hippies at the same time. (laughs) California and hippies all at once. Is there a difference? I think my overreaction is we don't need to trade Will Barton anymore because he's become just a knockdown oh. three-point shooter. No, or, I don't know about we that. we never did. Rex. <laughs> Rex. My overreaction of the week is that we don't need to overreact about MPJ and PJ Dozier. <laughs> MPJ has barely played a full season. Like, total games played is just barely over 82 games. And PJ Dozier has played less than 65 in his career. (laughs) And Faku is a 29-year-old rookie. And we just went uh, 3-1 and in a week and went, was it 4-1 and the week prior? Like, we've got guys that don't have as much NBA's experience as you think they do playing for us right now. An overreaction not to overreact. That's I like that. Yeah, that like, I don't, I don't like that. Not, yeah. not one bit. Uh-huh. No, yeah. no. Nope. Start calling you the little honey. <laughs> the little uh, honey. Look, that's fine. 
Well, You're regardless, uh, the Nuggets are sixth right now uh, in the West. Uh, it, it sounds like they kind of ended up in the same spot they did last week, but they're actually making a lot of good traction. Uh, some of the other teams in front of us have definitely uh, lost games. Uh, we're picking up half games here and there, so uh, the, we're not far going down, away. I think, is the the biggest part of that. Of uh, like, I feel like being in sixth place is the most... This is the most positive sixth place that they could be in. Of like, still not super afraid of Utah or Phoenix, and I think they're going to slip. And there's definitely ground to be gained on the Lakers right now. Well, we're, we're three games back pod- oh, from second. No, we're just three games back from second place, so so we're right there, Rex. Right. If you remember our podcast uh, prior to the All Star Game, which I know all our listeners do, it was mm-hmm, a classic mm-hmm. one. Uh, we did talk about the uh, Nugget schedule after the break, right? And how looking at it on paper, this is where we could make up a ton of ground. And with these injuries that happen during a season, this is these are the opportunities that Nuggets are going to need to take because LeBron will come back, Anthony Davis will come back, um, and so we got to put as much space as we can between those teams to secure ourselves home home court. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Sieber. Um And the upcoming week, I think we still got um, more ground to make in terms of the teams that we're playing. Uh, there's, especially with some of the injuries, I think we've got a good shot of uh, continuing to, to chop some of that wood. Uh, Ooh, we're chopping wood? All right. Ooh, yeah, get out those axes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... Um, Are you teasing, teasing Bush chopping in the woods? Or uh, yeah. you going to do some Well, some before times? before we before we go into a commercial from our uh, presenting sponsor... Uh, We've actually got a guest star uh, here today. Hello. Seaver? Yeah, well, um, Ball Arena isn't just full of people (laughs) shooting balls into hoops these days. There's a fast-moving team on the ice underneath that hardwood, and that is the Colorado Avalanche. High expectations this season, just like the Nuggets. And we've got uh, one and only uh, Jesse on uh, to help talk a little abs after the break. Dare we call him super fan, Jesse? Dare, dare we? Uh, you could say that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I we're going to take a quick named after break. an abs, great. Yeah, yeah. So, How many yeah. pets do we have named after Nuggets? <laughs> one. One. Sort of one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break uh, to hear from our presenting sponsor, the Abrams Momentum Group. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we'll hear from our brother and roommate, uh, the Colorado Avalanche fans. So uh, here's the Abrams Momentum Group. So we know the Denver Five have all used Abrams Momentum Group to buy a house. But let's uh, jump ship a little bit to the Avalanche fans and check in real quick to see if they would buy a house from the Abrams Momentum Group. Jesse, did you buy a house through the Abrams Momentum Group? I just bought my house, my second house, through the Abrams. Are you happy? Uh, of course I am happy. That's right. If you are a Nuggets or Avalanche fan, then call the Abrams Momentum Group, 303-981-6723 to buy a house. And if you're not an, uh, an Avalanche or Nuggets fan, well, then we don't want to work with you. <laughs> Best one yet, easily. Stumbled at the end. I'm glad you guys told me exactly nothing about that before it started. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the podcast, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> welcome to our commercials. I tried to. Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. And, the oop, and you just, you I just, totally I just love the, do you, I want to see if he will buy a house. 
Did you buy your house from us? <laughs> and did you like it? And didn't I give you a deal? I gave you a deal. <laughs> Andrew, do you say that uh, since the Denver Five has all used Abrams Momentum Group, you count yourself as the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it counts. Technically, it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. wrong, exactly. Yeah. I've actually um, thought about hiring out from my own houses. <laughs> Great. She put some space wow. between you and Karina. <laughs> she, she's ready to jump shit. So. All right. Well, uh, thanks to Abrams Momentum Group for sponsoring the pod. So uh, we got a special guest star here. Uh, Rex, uh, if you want to uh, jump into it, uh, we're going to talk hockey. Yeah. And as basketball well, got, fans, we don't know hockey. I got some I hockey, about hockey. hockey questions. Like, I, I understand the nets. I understand we're on ice. I understand, like, you're some sort of ice nuggets. Same building. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, no, there's, like, genuine and serious questions about how how is the NHL operating and, like, what's what's going on in hockey? It, because it, my understanding is there's, like, four little pods of teams or something. Yeah, so... Divisions. It, yeah, it's a it's a totally different year. Normally, there's like an east eastern conference and a western conference, just like basketball. You have divisions within those, but you play everyone typically. This right. year, and there's for some reason Detroit's in the west, and that's all. That's as far as I know. Yeah, well, they wanted to get away from us, so um, <laughs> so this year there's four divisions, and you only play those teams all season. Whoa. So that, so the Avs are playing. You know, all the California teams, Phoenix, St. Louis, uh, Minnesota, but that's it. And nobody else has played any of the other teams. So the Canadian teams. How many teams teams have we played? uh, There's eight teams in our division, so we played seven. Wow. And that's it. Uh, They're all like on back to backs, right? Yeah. So you do home, home, and then play the next team. And school baseball style pennant stuff yeah it kind of is so nobody's gonna play anybody until the playoffs and then what happens in playoffs do you still just come out like the champion or you go into a different pod yeah so the playoffs are (laughs) they keep the same pods (laughs) for the first round so it's top four in your pod which is eight teams or something uh the the canadian pod has only seven teams uh but but you've never played anyone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right. it's metric. Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. And, uh, and so they reseed it. You play again teams from your division, and then they reseed it just based on your uh, regular season stats. So we could be playing because eventually we're all going to go somewhere. Like last year was in Edmonton. Um, that's where all the playoffs were, just like in basketball, they're all in Orlando. Um, and then it's just whatever your regular season numbers were. So the Avs could end up playing like the Rangers or Toronto or something in, in that next round. So that's the crazy format that we have going on right now. I think there's 56 games this year and, uh, we just hit the halfway mark. So you play each team eight times, right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's too much. Wow, is it crazy chippy out there? Are, are uh, teams getting really tired of playing one another? Yeah, you know the Avs. Our division is isn't great. I mean, 
the California team, like Anaheim's down this year. Arizona always kind of sucks. Um, San Jose is way down this year. Uh, and so it's really hard to kind of figure out who is going to be good um, and how you stack up compared to the other good teams in the league, like Toronto, like Tampa Bay, Carolina. I mean, there's just no way to tell. Edmonton. Um, Edmonton has some really phenomenal players this year, and you just don't get to see them. So is it like uh, Avs and Vegas are running away with division, but you still don't know who is good? You know, our division, there's a lot of parity, uh, which kind of freaks me out because the Avs were preseason favorites to to go to the Cup and, and even potentially win the Cup. And so you just don't know. We, we just they've also I mean, been bit by they've also been bit by injuries quite a bit, and you know they've had some guys go down for a little while. Yeah, well, COVID or not COVID? Uh, COVID injuries. Well, they had no, COVID exposure, or... but they also did have some injury. And Let's hockey deal with the goaltending. Yeah, the goalie <laughs> was my question. Like, there's, there's some my like googling came up with there's some uh, goaltending <laughs> controversy going on. So pre-show prep, you're talking about? <laughs> so Philip Grubauer, who's our starting goaltender, is probably one of the best goaltenders in the league. Um, I think he has five shutouts this year, which is tied for the top. Uh, he's got one of the best save percentages. But if something happens to him, and in hockey, like, you know, that somebody skates into you wrong, we're screwed because uh, our backup goalie, Miska, uh, is pretty terrible. So we just traded, I think from Buffalo, we picked up a Swede uh, named Johansson. And, you know, I don't know about his numbers. I, I don't think they're amazing, but Joe Sackick. He's an AHL all-star. Yeah, I'm talking about AHL how all-star. worried we are about the the backup goalie? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it'll, well, it'll so ruin last, your season. Rick, so, Jesse, last <laughs> season, I mean, it was a big deal for us, right? So, like, we're playing in the playoffs, and our third-string goaltender was starting a must-win game for us. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, that that's was, how bad it that was. That was fluky. Right, that was yeah, it. but it shows what can happen, right? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and this, is, right, what so abs, the, this is what Avs fans have been worried about. What are the most handsome avalanche right now? Oh, well, it's Gabriel Landeskog, like, number one. <laughs> For sure. See where you and jumped probably in real number, quick. <laughs> and probably Listen, number three. Am I wrong? Who did no, we trade? Because I saw his girlfriend yeah, in the Nuggets game, and he seemed to be doing okay. Keep it classy, Andrew. <laughs> who did we trade last year? Whatever. I, I just how attractive a man is, but you know, who they're Okay, dating. so Gabriel Landeskog is number one, two, and three. He's the... He's the reason to watch? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, Grubauer's not a bad-looking dude either. He's got a nice beard. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really think about this. Nathan McKinnon is the real sport, reason why Rex. you want to watch. Yeah, Michelle was naming a cat. What would she name the cat after based upon this season alone? Uh, probably Landy. I mean, maybe... maybe. I mean, if you're going to go with looks, it's always Landy. But just all around best I mean, player, why, it's it's Miko Rappa. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, if who you're gonna get your... a, if it's like a kitten, you want longevity. Like Kale McCarr is probably who you want to <laughs> name it after because he's super young and will be with us for a while. So. Yeah. So that kind of leads into something else. Why maybe why you should watch hockey once in a while, once a year, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are super young i mean nathan mckinnon is like what 24 or something i mean he's in the 25 he's in the prime of his career and he's already been playing with us since he was 18 
and then we got these That's just dumb. We got two defensemen, Kale McCarr, who Seaver mentioned earlier. He's elite. Uh, he is potentially could be like a franchise player. Yeah. Well, he, he's rookie of the year last year. Yeah. And he, and uh, and then this other kid, Bo Byram, who's nineteen, um, and he has he's come into his own uh, in the last. You know, hit, both him and Kale McCarr were actually injured until I think a couple games ago. But they are both elite talent, which is uh, it's a big deal. I mean, these kids have been watched since they were probably ten or twelve years old. <laughs> so that's just that's just how <laughs> it is in hockey, right. which yeah. was like seven <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I feel like hockey uh, in in Colorado and Denver specifically, when uh, the Avs came into town in the kind of late nineties, there. Uh, they came in with a boom. Uh, they came in uh, with a lot of fans and a lot of lot of fanfare. Yeah, they yep. obviously no, we won that. We were a member. We were 11. It we, we was back-to-back, <laughs> so it was, it was good. Um, it was a good no, time. It was, it was good. <laughs> oh, whatever. It was not. It was a fun team. Close enough. Uh, <laughs> Five years or something. And uh, I, I actually still remember a lot of the, the players in them, but, but obviously they've kind of dropped off since that point in time. Uh, is, is there something specific that we can point to uh, as to why kind of – Hockey, in general, feels like it's taken a step back in America. Salary uh, in terms of the big uh, the big four. Um, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is the lockouts. They have lockouts. It it seems like every five or seven years, and they're devastating to the league. Um, the other thing is ESPN dropped them. Uh, a while ago and it used to be like Wednesday or Thursday night hockey you know hockey night in Canada is still on in Canada but like we used to have that in the United States and we just don't um, and the avalanche generally like in Colorado we just haven't been as good for the last 10 years I mean we had some bad really bad like historical historical yeah <laughs> and uh, ESPN just pick up hockey again they did they did um, but you can't watch it. It's like it's always blacked out. No, like honestly, you can never watch really? the apps on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's also a reason why hockey is struggling. Is it's like the accessibility from like a playing perspective, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, we're gonna get on ESPN. Or even like NBC Sports. Like if the Avs are on NBC Sports, sometimes you can't watch them locally. Yeah, you know, because it's also have. an altitude. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that that like is just kind of insanity it's like they're purposely not letting people watch their product yeah you know i also think it's kind of a sport like uh like soccer where it seems so simple but it's really not it's like uber complicated in the way that like teams are set up and the different like defense pairings that you have and like the different lines that you have uh and there's all these weird sort of special teams you know penalties uh penalty kill and power play that kind of stuff so you just, I think it's hard to to dig into it. Call yeah, city. Yeah, I feel like nice. it's hard to be a yeah. casual fan. We're, like we're a lot more simple hardcore, around here. You're in it or you're yeah. not. <laughs> we just spent ten minutes complaining about the refs in a meaningless midseason game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't complain about the refs. <laughs> well, first thing. Uh, that's the on, first thing. Thirty free throws in one game. Come on. 
I don't know if you're excited, Jesse, but uh, Ball Arena is about to allow 4,000 fans in there for both hockey and yeah. uh, for basketball. So I know uh, as Nuggets fans, we're all pretty excited, uh, but I can only imagine that the Avs fans are, are just as excited to kind of we, we don't exactly have all the details of how that's going to work, but uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, hockey's best seen live, so uh, that's... What, I'm, what, uh, what nickname do hockey fans have for Ball Arena? Like, I like the Scrotum Dome, the Ball Arena. <laughs> got a lot of good options here. But the I like, no. Yeah, the sack. sack. I don't know if we have one yet. I, I like the sack. I, I, that's the first time I've heard that one. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard the scrotum dome. That's a new one. What else yeah. you got, Andrew? It's not the scrotum? I mean, I like blue ball arena because scrotum. the lights are actually blue. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm glad we called it ball arena. It seems completely appropriate to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day about the avalanche, and I was like, what is ball arena? Like, I just... Uh, <laughs> it's just... It's been so foreign to me. Like, I don't, you can't watch the Avs on TV. You can't go to games. And some, for some reason, Ball Corporation is like, this is ours. Yeah, no, now's the time. Ball Aerospace, invest. Yeah. Oh, they, uh, and they do a ton it, no, of stuff. No, it's really the can manufacturer. That's the one that's advertising. That's, the future is in your hands. Recycle. That's their tagline. Aluminum yeah. cans, the future. Uh-huh. Yep. No, they make, like, all the cans for, like, all the beer and the soda, like, everywhere. It's huge. I sued them. It's huge. (laughs) I had no idea. They make all kinds of weird shit like that. So uh, for a prediction for the season here for the Avs, uh, where do you think they're going to end up based upon their performance so far? It sounds like they're about halfway through their season. I'd say uh, we will be top two in our division. Uh, I kind of think Vegas or St. Louis is going to end up being better than us, but the Avs went through a weird spot where we were losing games that we shouldn't lose and now we're on a six game winning streak um i think we'll end up we our penalty kill is like off the charts our power play needs to get a little bit better i wish i hope sakic does something about that uh the trade deadline but you know i i think i think we locked up a backup goalie that's really huge um and i think i i don't know you the Are last they a contender could they win it all oh for sure Yes. Um, the, our so only if they finish number two, does that mean they have to play, let's say, St. Louis before they make it out of the group yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So we would have to play the three seed um, in our pod. So only only one, two Best teams from the one? pod make it to the I, real yeah. playoffs. Yeah, like the yeah semis or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be the semifinals because there'd be eight teams from each is it just one game no it's all seven game series so even against our division or whatever mm-hmm. our pod yeah okay yeah wow. hockey's so they very... can play the same 15 times in one season if it goes seven games yeah Jeez. and i think somebody well, they're gonna hate each other i think somebody brought that up <laughs> earlier but yeah that's in hockey like baseball you know it kind of gets a little bit boring i think like you play the dodgers 25 times a year but in hockey there's this stuff that goes down through game after game and it just builds and you know it's a brutal sport so these guys uh they end up hating each other so yeah well, so like this is the year that we're going to see somebody take their skate off and try to stab somebody they're going to pull the happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. this is the, this is the only guy to ever do that finally <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll see about the abs. The last three years, uh, we have lost to, like, kind of an old, slow team. Um, it was the Predators, it was uh, San Jose, and it was Dallas last year. And I think eventually we, we're getting veteran enough and we're still young and still got all this talent that I think we could do it. So, All right, they're going to do it. Boom, Jesse's well, on uh, record to say we're going to win it all. So like, we, we were talking about a parlay earlier today that, like, it's like $10 on the Nuggets to win the championship and the Broncos to win the Super Bowl nets you, like, a hundred grand. <laughs> so, so how much if we triple down? <laughs> well, I mean, what is that, like, $99,000 for just the Broncos winning the Super Bowl? Or okay. right? it, was ten, it was $10 to win $20,000. <laughs> but the odds are still insane. okay yeah so, uh, what is it if you throw the rockies on top of it just for fun you do the denver four and see what it just happens. comes back as just like a crying laugh emoji they just said they you send you the money. number That's to the gamblers says. anonymous hotline That's yeah. probably more like like you, yeah. you should call this number if you're gonna try and make this bet yeah that's off the books they're like that's not even fair we, we we're not no, taking bets no. on that uh what, what, I guess one more question I have, Jesse, is uh, we've got a couple of former players who are uh, GMs or former GMs, depending on how you look at it. Uh, so Sackick versus Elway, um, in the last couple of years, uh, who's done a better job? I'd have told wow. you two years ago I would have said Elway, but, man, has Sackick. He, like, trusts the system. This guy knows what he's doing, and we've been – kind of screwed a couple of years uh you know we were supposed to have we should have got the first pick in the draft a couple of times and in uh in hockey i don't know if they do this in basketball but it's a lottery system mm-hmm. and so the Avs ended up getting like you know the third and pick or the fourth pick and in hockey that's i mean that's a big deal it's kind of like it is in basketball like these get like there's some really elite talent at the top of it and then it's like kind of falls off after that uh, but man, has Sackett, he has put together a truly phenomenal team. Our third and fourth lines, who are usually kind of grinders, don't score a lot of goals, just kind of use up ice time. They are really good this year. We've drafted defensemen so well that we've been able to trade people um, like Tyson Berry, who's killing it uh, at Edmonton. We just don't need him. You know, he's he's a he's a top tier defenseman in the league. We just don't need him. So Sackick. Absolutely. He's he's doing phenomenal for us. Uh, that was a layup, Michael. Come on. It was a layup. Yeah, it was a layup. I got to let him. The Broncos did win a Super Bowl. still in last place. The Broncos did win a Super Bowl with L.A. as the GM. Yeah. Barely. Jesse did it's say just the last it was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Four years, yeah. Yeah, no, two exactly. years ago. It's just like Qualifiers. the last three years where the Broncos have been garbage. I mean, I don't yeah, know. What's one move that Elway has done in the last three years that you haven't absolutely hated? I can't. <laughs> Justin Simmons' contract is actually pretty good. I like that. Yeah, but All right. Phil well, Lindsay. on the Nuggets podcast, um, <laughs> we're going to move on. Oh, so right. that, was, that was a fun uh, segment. Desi, thanks for joining us uh, yeah. for uh, introducing the Denver Five to uh, hockey as it presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go hockey. ahead and uh, I think you Bush. should stick around. Is it is it Bush in the Woods? Or are we doing the Seabers Motown moments? Uh, we're we're gonna go to Bush in the Woods, and, and then uh, Jesse, if you want to stick around, uh, we're gonna move it to the jukebox uh, after this. So Bush, uh, let's chop some wood. <laughs>
<laughs> Chopping wood. I All right, found well, music for uh, you. we'll go pretty quick, but. Hey Andrew, what what did you want to see? What did you want the research team over in Bush of the Woods to look up last week? What'd you ask? Uh, the beautiful combo between Yo- uh, Jokic Murray and MPJ. All right, beautiful. so that's what we uh, <laughs> spent hours upon hours this week researching. It's poor interns. Yeah, the lab's <laughs> tough. They, they just get abused. Let's be honest. It's it's you know hundred hour weeks over here. Um, Sitting all to come up with conference calls, just one tab <laughs> open into Nugget stats, and to pull up five tabs in, in uh, Google Chrome. So we got five stats for you. Ready? All right. So when you have uh, when Murray and MPJ are both on the bench. The Nuggets are outscoring teams by a little over three points per 100 possessions. Okay, pretty even. When uh, only Michael Porter Jr. is on, when sorry, when Michael Porter Jr. is on the floor at any time, the Nuggets are outscoring teams by about seven and a half points. Wow. wow. When Murray is on the floor, the Nuggets are outscoring teams by almost nine points. You guys see a trend here? When Uh-oh. Murray and MPJ are the on 11. the floor. Uh, the Nuggets are outscoring teams by over 15 points. And then last, but certainly not least, when Murray is at the two and MPJ is at the four, (laughs) my preferred positional alignment for them, the Nuggets are outscoring teams by a blistering 23 points, good for 100th percentile in the league, and basically they're unstoppable. So we should just roll that out for 48 minutes and we're going to win the NBA championship. Does it matter if it's Monty or Faku at the one? Uh, no, it does not matter. We could uh, suss that out later if you want. Suss but, it. Uh, <laughs> so how many minutes have they played together? Or does it break it down like that? Like yeah, uh, it, was, it was six minutes. That was a, that was a six <laughs> minute set. <laughs> <That's> Extrapolated <laughs> a small, to 100 minutes. 23 no run, and that was the whole set. So they've been on the court together, Mike, for uh, over 1,200 possessions. Um, Wow. And there's been like over 3,500 possessions so far in the season. So uh, that that when they're on the court, regardless of position, that's when they're scoring outscoring teams by 15 points. So they're scoring over 124 points per 100 possessions, 99th percentile. And defense, not surprisingly, is not so hot. But it's um, they're allowing teams to score 109 points per 100. Uh, good for 78th percentile. So offense is on fire, as you'd guess. Defense is bad, but not off. Yeah. Are there any <laughs> stats that differentiate whether Jokic is on the court with them or not? Oh, yeah. I can bring – you want Jokic on the court? <laughs> well, I just want to know the difference of, like, how much of an X factor Jokic is. I can't think you can actually call Jokic an X factor, but. Right. How so much of an impact when, is the, uh, the greatest player in the world? <laughs> is, is he a positive impact? <laughs> when all three guys are on the court together, they're outscoring teams by 16.6 points per 100 possessions. So, so slightly same better. same as Murray and MPJ? Yeah. Basically. And, you know, but when it's just Jokic on the court, um, <laughs> it's just, it's he just is uh, it's just five dominant. on one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's still pretty even. Actually, this is actually somewhat surprising. When it's just Joker, uh, Nuggets are outscoring teams by 6.7 points per 100. So actually less than when it's just Jamal. The least out of the the other two guys. Yeah, But he's also played by far the most possessions. So 
there's a maybe a little bit of you know the other guys dragging them down here, but. So right. that well, bush in the woods. What does that tell us, though? What what, what is that kind of say? I mean, those are, yeah, those are fun away? stats, and it kind of breaks it down in, in different ways in terms of different players. The, but takeaways: the numbers go up the more I was talking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but my main it's takeaway: it's upward graph. <laughs> That's I think you know throwing Jokic, <laughs> throwing Jokic there at the end. I think is the main takeaway. When all three guys are on the court now, they're actually really playing well. And that's what, you know, we've been saying. That's what the eye test has been saying. But the the numbers bared out. So the whole season has been about can those three guys play together at the same time and, you know, really smash teams when they're on the court. And I think we're finally seeing that where the first couple weeks of the season, that wasn't the case at all. And it was like MPJ was the odd man out. So the two-man game with Yoko Jamuri is ridiculous, but add and, in right, MPJ, and, and they're starting there. to run some plays for him. And I definitely noticed it during uh, the Charlotte? Yeah, whatever. The the big win this week. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. That MPJ, it, it helped that they were already up 20, but he he was more and more eager to just start to slide down the baseline and like wait for the, like find the backdoor pass and uh, not just wait in the corner for the pass that he was more aggressive at getting to the hoop and like still hope finding the passing window that it got picked off a couple of times, but uh, to make himself a presence down low. Well, what's your takeaway, Andrew? I, I think there's two components that are like really beneficial one is is that it's actually gotten MPJ more engaged in the game, which like is kind of reflected in the stat sheet. But at the same time, like you can just see the difference of him actually, you know, cutting to the basket. Or if he doesn't get it for a possession or two, he's still thinking like, oh, I might actually get the ball. Whereas at the start of the season, he would just kind of check out. But more importantly, it's more that like Malone now has options and has an ability to put Jokic on the bench for a little bit longer and then still be able to have some positive scoring efforts. Um, you know, and with Murray and MPJ as plus 16 together, and then you throw Jokic out there at 16.6 or, like, you know, small difference, it allows them to kind of sit Jokic for a little bit longer. And as I've kind of repeated over and over every week, it's all about the playoffs, and we need him a little, Jokic a little <laughs> bit rested because that's when those grinded-out possessions are really going to matter. And so he's just, he's got to come in somewhat fresh he's got probably the best endurance for a big man that i've ever seen along with passing rebounding and scoring but um i think you know that's what it really shows is that there's some versatility on how those lineups can work out and malone is now starting to utilize them and at the beginning of the season we were like up in arms Jokic has to play with the second unit because that's the only way that we won't fall off the ledge and now we have options Yep, that sounds good. Yep. Yep. Now, Andrew, I think you're right. Um, So one of the things we were just talking about previously, though, is that uh, there is an MVP race going on, and and as a Nuggets fan who has not seen that um, happen, uh, I think all of us are pulling for Jokic to really – Move ahead of Embiid and LeBron uh, with their injuries, you know, which which are obviously unfortunate to them, uh, but obviously are advantageous to Jokic in his uh, quest to you, be the MVP. You don't need you don't need to be right political now. here, Michael. Fuck those guys. Well, <laughs> get get the hell out of the way. 
Joker is always but, the best. But you're right, Andrew. There is there is a bigger picture um, in mind here, and the the fact that you can have players on the floor that can still be still be productive and produce uh, based upon those statistics that you were talking about, Bush, uh, really lends to our team being able to grind through a season that is just challenging um, as it is right now. I think Sieber shared a tweet with us um, from uh, Malone, uh, who was saying that. Uh, because of the early game, uh, they've been tested three times for COVID in the last eight hours. Uh, so you know they're not getting a lot of sleep. You know it's a tough season. Um, they're not allowed to see their family. Uh, friends aren't allowed. There's nobody really in the stands. It's it's a tough season. Um, so the mental and physical aspect of it is going to be Wait, important for is, these guys. Is it a tough season? <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> so hopefully they're able to pull it out. Um, playoffs. All right. Playoffs. Playoffs. Bush in the woods. Uh, that was, about that playoffs? Was, that was a fun one. Uh, so last week we were supposed to go and uh, do, uh, right when we started off the bat, um, Sieber had a kid issue. Uh, so we were trying to do a jukebox. Uh, that didn't work out well. It we happened. A issue. It happened. It did happen. It happened. We, we did an embarrassingly Rex, bad job. It was I, a test run. It went terribly. Up. We had to clean Don't it up. Don't blame my children. I apologize for it. So we're going to do round two of uh, Jukebox here. Uh, so, Seabird, do you want to explain what the rules are and what we got to do? Yeah. Uh, so there are no rules, first of all. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so <laughs> Where we're going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are no so, rules. So uh, last, last time we tried this, uh, kind of came up with a three-song set uh, to describe a player. But uh, none of you really listen to music except for Rex, so it didn't go over super well. <laughs> so what we're going to do this time, uh, knowing that Jesse's here, it might actually be good, uh, is uh, we're going to do uh, a, a little tweak to it. So I do have a two-song set about a player um, that hopefully uh, we can identify between the two songs. And then I've got a, a few wild cards here. So depending on how the okay. first one goes, uh, okay. the, the okay. song is kind of tied to a person, and you've got to kind of figure out why. So um, Jesse, so, so you know, this is really a, a, a true journey into the mind of Patrick Sieber. Yep. It was it's, a wild uh, ride last time, so prepare yourself. geographical. <laughs> yeah. so, so if you know any, like, where that band is from, or maybe, like, where they were where, born, where yell it out. Where parents born. went to college. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anything. All right, I know. Yeah, I know. Sieber once told him a story from, at this one place. Sieber so. <laughs> used to get. Uh, he's got. I think more than one of those KBCO, like select a sets <laughs> on the air. So um, yeah, I, yeah. No, he's got a, a whole Neil Young story about that. Yeah. Didn't didn't you like correct the DJ? <laughs> uh, I, did I? I don't know. Just all I think of it's is like, just uh, more. Excuse barn. me, sir. That was 1976. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this first song didn't come out in the 70s, uh, which is, uh, I think, maybe a good starting place because uh, last week it started. <laughs> the first song was in the 60s. So, um, all right. Some of you may remember this one, uh, but here we go. Okay, that is song number one. So you so you can certainly guess. So so we have two two songs. There's that two are there's two songs. Two is songs it Monte related Morris? to a It is Monte Morris. There you go. Ah. <laughs> we got to get a Y first. You can just Jesse, go. where were you? Well, Bush, were you? Uh, go Jesse. ahead. You well, know the answer. Because you went to Iowa State. 
And they're the cyclones. Oh, yeah. This was much easier. Thank you, Super. <laughs> okay. By the way, that's, that this... baby bash is a jam still, always. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, just in, in like, the, like the middle part of the aughts, whenever a song said featuring T-Pain, you're like, yes, mm-hmm. this, is, this song is going to be played about a bajillion a times. Yeah, those <laughs> club jams from the mid-aughts are truly legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, here's here's the back half of uh, the one and one here. Um, so let's see if if you guys Ooh, can kind of catch like that. catch what I'm getting at here. So. <laughs> you all know this one. <laughs> Do we? Oh, yep, yep, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, does anybody know what that song is, first of all? No. I love that song. It's a beautiful song. Okay, well, this is a bit of a stretch, right? So uh, that's a, <laughs> a singer named Mark Morris Un, Mark Morrison. Um, and the song is called Return of the Mac. Uh, so earlier we were discussing whether or not we were missing Monte Morris. And uh, so that's why it grabbed a no, that back. is That is super thin, and I really appreciate you for it. <laughs> I mean, Bush got it pretty quick, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go. Uh, this one here is also extremely thin, but it is related to uh, somebody on the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> well, that's if you can. If you could figure out why I picked this song, all the credit to you, okay? I should cue it up a little later. <laughs> no, you got it. I only so, know that oh, from open Into the Spider Verse. That's a great clue, Rex. So uh, we're going to go with Miles Morales. Also uh, a great clue, there's Rex. A song, there's a second song here, right? Is there a second song? No, no. This is a one. This is a one-hit wonder right oh. here. Um. So it's not coaching related. Is it? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you say so. Is Spider-Man the hint? Is it Faku? Uh, or my Miles Morales might be the hint. Who the They're fuck's Miles hints. Morales? He, he's from Into the Spider-Verse. It's a different Spider-Man. Okay. How is that right. a hint? I would go, go Faku for, for the Spider-Man. Okay. I'm, well, I'm good uh, with that. Anybody else want to weigh in here? Uh, uh, Ma- Miles, the, the Broncos mascot. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's hints all over the place here. Uh, first of all, who's the artist? <laughs> I have no idea. Post Malone. Exactly. Okay. Is it Mike Malone? <laughs> Miles Morales, Double M, Post Malone, and even better, 
Uh, and this is not Miles Morales, so uh, this is a bit of a stretch. But Peter Parker is from Queens, where Mike Malone is from. So there you go. It hits all the high notes. It I'm, hits all of them. I'm disappointed <laughs> myself. I That's thought Mike Malone first, and then Spider-Man yeah. threw me off. <laughs> so I got, I, got, I got one more, if you want it. Okay. I, yeah, of I, I, I think want Andrew having any reaction to any of these would be great because he's been <laughs> frozen over there this right whole time. Now. You can see him writing out a contract <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> Tell me I'm, I'm wrong, pl- Andrew. Oh, no, I'm playing games on my phone. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, Zebra, one more. Give it to us. Okay. Uh, this one is going to be really challenging, um, but it is tied to a player. <laughs> So get your Shazams out uh, to help you along with this one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, Jesse, you you might know actually know this song. I think you might be the one. Maybe you too, Rex, might actually know this song. Is that the cure? Same era. New Order? Uh, close, Jesse. I almost played a New Order song uh, for another one, but no. Uh, but you're all in the same area. So, um, Give us some hints uh, here. Let's talk this out. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, really, there's really no hinting <laughs> on this one. Uh, the, the band is called Jesus in the Mary Chain. Uh, yeah, no. No, yeah. come on. Obviously. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Just 80s new wave classic. And uh, the song is it Jokic because he's Jesus. The no, song it's is called Sap. it's it's called Big Honey. Just isn't it? No. just Bill like Sap Honey too. is the just name like of the song. Uh, just like Honey. <laughs> I was expecting Van Morrison. I was expecting some Tupelo Honey. For, yeah. for our listeners for. who can't see us, Seber uh, was pointing to his Big Honey T-shirt. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Jokic there, the Big Honey. It's just a disgusting shirt. <laughs> yeah, he matches. Well, well uh, so that's that's. Nuggets Jukebox. Uh, All right, Nuggets Jukebox. Jukebox. Uh, Part two. Uh, Part one will always be a secret and be forever in the annals of uh, the Hard Pick Mining Company. (laughs) The the answer was Gary Harrison. We don't remember why. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I saved it. So if we ever need to dust it back off. (laughs) And we will still get it wrong. So you can do it again. That's fair. All right, well, the Nuggets next week um, have another uh, road trip uh, against some potential future Nuggets uh, with the Orlando Magic and Aaron Gordon, <laughs> uh, the Toronto Raptors, and Kyle Lowry. Uh, Pelicans again uh, on Lonzo uh, Ball. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> and and, and then uh, playing against the the, brother. Uh, Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, it'll be a, a good stretch here, uh, a, kind of a rematch of uh, some teams that we've seen in the past, um, some good matchups. Uh, hopefully we can pull out, especially against the Pelicans and the Hawks, uh, where we saw some good losses, uh, and then some kind of middle-of-the-road East teams for the most part there. Uh, what are you guys seeing this week? Andrew, what do you want from this team? Hmm? Just to like keep the ball rolling here. They're passing really well. They're playing great defense. So, honestly, we just need a little bit of consistency out of them. It's a long season, so there's going to be some, like, bad games like today. Um, but it's nothing too crazy. Just Andrew, let Jokic this, take his this is a, foot this off a, the gas. A bullshit answer. I need, I need something more aggressive from you. I would like to see. <laughs> this is not a press Mike conference. Malone, I, would like, I would like to see Gary Harris come back. 
and I'd like to see Morris come back, and then I would like to see Malone not play them. <laughs> Happy? There Have we the go. balls to not play them? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, nope, we are going to use you very situationally, and that's it. I want to I wanna play a game called When is the Game That Craig Whittington is Going to Get His First Bucket? <sighs> right? Because <laughs> he's never had a four. bucket. Not in these four. Not, <laughs> not in these, not in it's got to be a blowout. It could be this. It's, it's it got to be, be one of these. Time. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, At the well, Charlotte game, we had a blowout. He was on the court, and I was so disappointed that he had made no effort to get to the rim to oh, get the, any all pass, those bench anything. guys, though, they're not passing. Right, like Bull Bull gets yeah. on it, and it's just Bull Bull is never ball. passing. He He's never pass. ever passing ever again. I dislike his game every time he steps on the court. Yeah, let's more trade him already. Worse. It's actually getting worse. So, uh, <laughs> Bush, we play the Hawks on Sunday, um, and that was kind of a rough game last time out. Uh, the Hawks are on a, a seven or eight game win streak at this point in time. How do you think we're going to fare up against those guys? I want to throw this to Andrew so he can defend his boy Trey Young. Yeah, he's so and good. tell me why he isn't the poor man's James Harden. So James Harden mm. already always comes up short in the playoffs. Now you want a smaller, worse version of him on the Nuggets. Explain oh. yourself. Wait, you want Trey Young? I would. He said he would take him over Jamal Murray. I would no. love Trey Young. First off, I will take a step back off of that because Jamal Murray plays some very solid defense. But Trey Young. <laughs> Is James Harden is the wrong comparison? Steph Curry is the right comparison. No, really? uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> completely wrong. The greatest is, shooter okay. of all time. That's okay. your comparison. Trey Andrew Young is, a mini. Is, is one of the best. Wow. Andrew, Andrew, I don't even Young watch basketball. That's so hyperbole. So good. He like he's incredibly young. Shoots the ball so well. That Atlanta team is crap. Right, like they got Clint Capella, and they've turned him into like quite a player right now. So yeah, he is really good, and they beat the Nuggets last time. And so you can talk as much smack as you Andrew, want. But for you how much really crappy team? For how much I, you? I agree with the Andrew. Playoffs, uh, for oh. how much you put the playoffs up oh. on the pedestal and say that nothing matters unless you're in the playoffs. And after watching Jamal in the playoffs and how this many great point, clutch shots and how, how many crunch time, like, ridiculous threes he hit, you would still take Trey Young over that? No. Does Trey Young the last time we talked about it? Maybe. But having said that, like, you compared Trey Young to Harden. Harden has completely not done well in the playoffs. I oh, I would take Trey Young over potentially, Harden for sure. To potentially what? win it all this year. That's, that's even crazy. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, James Harden is very good. Um, but Trey Young is really young and just hasn't had an opportunity to show one way or another. He can so, only play one style, which is, like, if he has the ball all the time. He can't play off the ball. He doesn't do anything else. He's like he, the worst defender in the league. No, don't. He could don't, absolutely don't play read off that, the ball. He won't just, say that I want Trey Young. I really won't, don't want no James Harden. Like, name some other players on his team. John Collins. Great. <laughs> Who's that? Name some other players. Clint Capella. Okay. Asking Eric. You Gallo. Kevin, me. Kevin Herter. Gallo. Wait, Gallo? Right? Gallo's, Gallo's on the team? Yeah, he's Gallo's coming off on the, the team. We just started the name. We just named that starting five, Andrew. <laughs> we first off, I was asking Eric. You agreed with my point, so you're not helping anybody right now. You're just. I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised so, if the Nuggets lose to the Hawks, though, because they are oh. a terrible matchups for us. What? Because Why it are is they a terrible matchup. Because it's because Clint Capella going for lobs again, 
or it's who's you know some jitterbug kind of point guard that always gets <laughs> right. in trouble. Who's passing Clint Capella the ball? So Andrew on five thirty eight, no, they do their LeBron comparisons, and the greatest uh, one of the greatest comparisons that they have for Trey Young is Stephon Marbury. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a pretty good one. Guess remember Starberry? Starberry. He is like Starberry. So he'll be great in China. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we can end on that. I think that's something we can all agree on. That Andrew's wrong? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Well, we'll, we'll, to be seen how that plays out. So uh, Nuggets again, six in the West. We'll uh, we'll see how it plays out next week. we got four games before the pod gets on. Uh, good hearing from you guys. Uh, glad we get our uh, guest on here to, to uh, inform us a little bit about hockey, um, what it is, how we play. Thanks for having me. What ice is, why ice, why ice is a thing. Why ice? Why, why ice? So, why is we this had ice no thing? Zamboni It makes it harder. It a little disappointing. It makes it harder to play. <laughs> it's like playing with your All right, food. All right, episode 11 of the hard... We're going Episode 11. Yeah, hard pick mining company. I call two and two, and I will eat my words. Last week. Going three and one. Which is the fucking Hawks. They're going 4-0. and The Hawks? We're losing to the Hawks? <laughs> Trey Young. all that shit talking. I think it's 2-2. Two two. I They're think it's Hawks and Toronto. They're in their division. <laughs> okay, Andrew, watch the Hawks. Why, why are you on this? Because <laughs> <laughs> you challenged me. He's got 25 points a game, 9.4 assists no, a game. No, more. Yeah, because yeah, he what's probably has the highest usage line. rate mm-hmm. in the league, and he doesn't do anything else. If He's Jokic terrible. had the highest usage rate, would you be like, well, he touches the ball too much? No. <laughs> he does like, touch the ball great. too much. <laughs> no, he's great. Until next week. Uh, all right. Next week, we're going to we're gonna look into some Trey Young stats. So Bush in the Woods might get a little deep under that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Challenge. Next week on Bush in the Woods, tell us why Trey Young is terrible. I love this idea. <laughs> yes. Alright, that's the Hard Pick Mining Company from your Denver 5. Thanks for joining us for episode 11. (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. Go Nuggets and go Buffs. Thank you. No, no, screw (laughs) the Buffs. Didn't the Buffs already lose? Go ass. No, they kicked ass. Dude, they made 15 threes in the first half. Yeah, against Patrick Ewing, he's like 70. Come on. (laughs) He is, yeah. Nice. Tune in. Yeah, the Pac 12 has been uh, playing pretty well. Florida State. I know. I'm hot. surprised. But Florida State's hot. They're hot and cold. And they. Yeah, uh, so are the Buffs. So it could be a. Yeah, it could I be like a 45 to 48 game, or it could be like a 80 to 84 game. Exactly. Exactly. Hey,